Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this Metta Meditation, otherwise known as a Loving Kindness Meditation. This meditation is best done with headphones. So if you need to grab your headphones, feel free to pause and grab them now. Today, during our metta meditation, we'll, we will be using our entire body to send loving kindness to ourselves and those we know. At this time, find somewhere very comfortable to sit, somewhere you will not be distracted. Grab a pillow, a blanket to make yourself cozy. Noticing your body, making sure that you're not holding yourself up, but rather relaxed. Creating lots of space through that spinal column. Settling in. Taking a nice deep inhale and exhale, letting go. Nice big inhale, breath to belly and exhale, releasing any tension. Inhale one more deep breath in and exhale, letting go. Dropping those shoulders and fully relaxing palms face up on the knees or hands in your lap. Gently closing your eyes. Starting today with ourselves filling our cups. Repeating in our minds or out loud, may I be happy. May I be healthy. May my heart be filled with love. And may I be at peace. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May my heart be filled with love. And may I be at peace. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May my heart be filled with love. And may I be at peace. Continuing to say that in your mind. 
May I be happy. May I be healthy. May my heart be filled with love. And may I be at peace. Moving on to someone we know quite well. Someone we have a great relationship with. A friend, a family member. Someone we hold dearly in our hearts. Envisioning them sitting or standing in front of us. Offering them a gentle smile. And saying to them, May you be happy. May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. Continuing to say that in your mind. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. Bring, bringing into our minds someone now that we may have met in the grocery store on passing. Someone you don't know very well, but recognize enough to smile or say hello. Someone that may be struggling. Bringing them to your mind and offering this simple four sentences. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. May you be happy. 
May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. Now bringing to your mind someone that you don't get along with very well. Someone who may trigger you, anger you. Someone that makes you feel hesitant, maybe angry or a little resentful. Bringing them to your mind and offering them to these simple phrases. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May your heart be filled with love. And may you be at peace. Taking a nice deep breath in. And exhale, letting go. Now envisioning the entire world. And offering the entire world this meditation, these phrases. May we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May all be at peace. Take a nice deep breath in and exhale. May all humans be happy. 
all humans be healthy. May all our hearts be filled with love. And may we all be at peace. Bringing back into your mind's eye the entire world. Sending it love and kindness. Taking a nice deep breath in. And exhale, sigh, letting go. One more deep breath in. And exhale, sigh, letting go. This completes your metta or loving kindness meditation for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Amazing Entrepreneurs, episode number five. Uh, Today, I'm going to be interviewing the amazing Sarah Irwin. Um, How's it going? Oh my God, I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so excited for you to sort of share with us what it is that you actually do. Uh, Because I know you're super awesome and do intuitive mentoring and you teach Mm. yoga and you're a healer. (laughs) Yes, bag of tricks, whole bag of tricks. (laughs) It's like the question of the week what do you do? (laughs) What is it exactly? What is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically what I do is I just guide individuals into living their most authentic and healthiest self. And I do that through my yoga meditation, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do energy work from a distance and in person, which is really, really effective, especially breaking those barriers. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach workshops about mm-hmm. self-care. I do self-care challenges online. I just did one I was telling you about. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty fantastic. We had over 60 women all committed to changing their self-care. So I find in this world, we get so caught up in how we're supposed to be. And especially come January 1st, everyone wants to lose weight. They want to eat healthier, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of took put a spin on it and said, we're going to work on ourselves. This is our commitment this year is ourselves. And uh, I thought maybe three women would join, but end up being over 60 women, which is super fantastic. I was like, I was like their little cheerleader. So um, I do things like that. I want to bring out the best in people. I want them to bring out the best in themselves. So I empower them to do that through the workshops, the online and soon to be retreats, which I'm super pumped about. Yeah, I don't think I told you about that, did I? No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Nicaragua. I'm looking at Nicaragua, which it's safe, guys. I promise you. (laughs) It's actually safer than Mexico the last time I checked. So I have a dear dear, um, connection who's a policeman in town here, and uh, he owns a retreat center, part of a retreat center. So I've been looking at, I have, like, what we would do already, but it's just uh, we're in the phases of figuring the little details out before I put it live and out there for everyone. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be all about empowering and bringing back our own power and resting, relaxing, and as well as giving back. So I've planned some outings to give back to uh, the communities in Nicaragua. So things like that. Um, but, yeah, basically what I do is just empower others to be their best and most authentic selves through different, different, um, different ways. Whatever way suits them. I can always, I always am like, what's going to be 
the most true to you way to bring that out in you. So how can I work with you? I'm never there like, you need to do this. I'm always, okay, let's see what's going to work for you. So very flexible in how we do that. Everyone's so different, right? So, and it's not just, yeah, and not just ladies, men too. Um, Mm -hmm. There's been a huge influx of men um, coming in, not only into my yoga classes, but kind of seeking out like, okay, I'm 40 something and my life is not the way I thought it was going to be. And I'm finding I'm just really down and uh, starting to seclude myself. How can I step in and change, change my life to like who I am, like where I am? And get to where I want to be. So I work with them that way. And kind of, I guess, an intuitive coaching. I guess is if you want to put a label on it. I call it just mm-hmm. coffee. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> coffee and discussion. We tend to discuss um, discuss a lot of things. So I just kind of help guide them. Okay, this is some tools you can use. And it's really interesting to see the transformations. Um, because, yeah, it's we're all the same person. We're just on a little different path sometimes. So. It's so interesting, yeah, because listening to you talk, it's so funny because I remember when I first started doing yoga, um, and I was so surprised to see men uh, in the yoga class, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't know! I I just thought, like, I had never done yoga before. I didn't know men actually did yoga. And then I was like, oh my goodness! (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, when I was in Hawaii, I walked, I kind of, I went into a hot yoga class not knowing it was a hot yoga class, and then... (laughs) that's the first and then there was ended up being I was sandwiched in between two men and I'm just like this is so it still blows my mind that men could do yoga and I'm so excited for them I was like finding I was going through the flows I'm like yeah you got like like not that you're supposed to be looking at them but as a teacher I'm like fine but I was just so rooting for them (laughs) I was like like so I was so proud of them because how hard would it be I know for me to walk into a room of men and do something yeah. that I'm society like society says I'm not really supposed to be doing in a sense right. right yeah and for the men to walk into a room of the majority is women mm-hmm. and society says men, real men don't do yoga which we know isn't true mm-hmm. um but like how brave of them and how vulnerable would they have to be to do that so I'm always yeah. like man walks to the door to do yoga I'm like yes thank you for <laughs> thank you for committing to yourself today for this hour it's, it's pretty fun yeah, I think that's so cool because men need healing too. Like, absolutely, you know I mean? like, absolutely. <laughs> it's I don't know. I've had so many um, ran into so many different men. Not just like I'm a nurse as well. Um, so in the clinic, they'll come in, and I find a lot of them are like, "I'm so sorry. I know this is so weak of me to say, or um, I know this is this makes me look like a certain way." But I and they'll start saying their emotions and how they're feeling, and I'm like, "That was the bravest thing." you could have ever done and so I found like society is so about um weak like that vulnerability is weakness which is so not true so I like I like I talk about weakness and vulnerability and all those uncomfortable topics on my uh Facebook group too which I think I mentioned too so yeah we I bring up all the uncomfortable conversations and we make light of it and we work through it together as a group or individually however however it flows however people want it to so yeah, I checked out your group. It's it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty popular over there. You <laughs> some stuff over there. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's fun. I'm grateful <laughs> for everyone who uh, everyone who comes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about uh, your energy healing work. Mm. Involved in that? Yeah. So, energy healing, which um, 
I've been doing energy work. I've been feeling energy for quite some time. So ever since I was a kid, I could feel energy in the home, the energy of the earth, uh, animals, and most importantly, in my life, people. Um, so when it comes to doing my energy healing, I fall on many different ways of healing I've been taught to do through different energies. So as a young child, I was mentored by a gentleman named Lloyd Graham. He works in town here uh, with energy surrounding the home. And so when I was little, we lived in a very active house. So we worked with the earth line. So um, when people would come to me saying that they can't sleep, I would look at, I would tap into the energies of their home and I'd be like, well, there's a line going through the head of your bed, which is causing you not to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, and we work at the physical man-made things. So I work at the energies from a home level, a man-made energy level as well on that way when I'm working with clients. So that's kind of step one. Okay. Like, is this something that could be easy fix? You just need to change where the head of your bed is and then you should be able to sleep, which is the case with a lot of children. Um, and then I, as I got older, I learned that I was actually feeling the energies of people around me, uh -huh. which <laughs> shut down. I shut down. Like, I don't want to be feeling when this person's lying. I don't want to be feeling that this person's not being true sure. because that, that leaves you feeling so, so um, sad and betrayed and just alone and depressed, really. Yeah. Your friends, when you're growing up, they're saying one thing and you're like, mm, I know you're <laughs> lying, but no, oh, that's not true. But if you say it as a teenager or a preteen or even a kid, adult, even, um, mm -hmm. people don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people don't like that. So it was, it was learning, learning as I got older. It wasn't really until probably 2014, 2014 probably. Mm -hmm. I say 2014 when I actually dove back into the energy work with it. So I went to Kelly Elson, who's magnificent magnificent psychic medium energy healer yeah. herself and um she taught me about reiki and i'm like oh this this has a name <laughs> i had no clue what i was doing had a name because i felt in college there were some incidents where my friends would get really upset or something traumatic would happen and they'd be like calling me can you come here and all i would do is i would just grab their hand and i'd watch them go oh. and um when i got into nursing as well i noticed that certain seniors especially alzheimer's patients i could really calm them just by myself saying okay feel my calm in my head i would say feel my calm and i would like do a hands-on just hold their hand or something and i'd watch them change too yeah. and then i was as i was doing pulses i could see the difference in their pulses people would have a racing pulse and then i would just be really calm and breathe and transfer that calmness into them and then their pulse would actually <laughs> It was really strange, and I would begin. Sorry, I'm just shifting here. I'd begin to um, kind of play with that as a nurse. But, anyways, back on track here. So I did my energy healing. So I did my Reiki's, um, did all my Reiki healing there, and began to see people in my home, see clients in my home, mm -hmm. um, and then I met Ray Christ, who we both know. Yeah, uh, Jaguar sisters, <laughs> so Jaguar Path, and uh, accidentally signed up for yoga teacher training, which I didn't realize it was. <laughs> I thought I, I was there in my mind. I was there for the, um, the illuminous body, the shamanism and the illuminous body. I wasn't thinking uh, yoga teacher training. <laughs> it wasn't until he said, hey, if you want to come to Puerto Rico to do your yoga teacher training. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so it was kind of one of those things. But um, yeah. yeah, introduction to Ray and he brought together mm -hmm. for me everything I've learned through Chinese medicine. I was very sick, so I sought out a Chinese um, medicine physician yep. who 
I, if you haven't checked out Chinese medicine, definitely do that. So he brought together Chinese medicine, energy work, yoga, everything that was very much me yeah. together into one one course, and everything just kind of exploded. My clients were having um, these significant changes with energy work, the Reiki. So I use Reiki as an umbrella term, just to clarify. Um, but I bring the, shaman, the shamanism, I bring everything I've learned into it. Um, so yeah, Ray was kind of um, planted that seed, like, hey, you can do much more here. Mm-hmm. And every week, every month we went back, I learned more and more and more. And it really mm-hmm. expanded and eventually led to me fully surrendering into who I am, mm-hmm. that, that authentic self that I stopped fighting me and oh. stopped fighting everyone, everything that everyone thought I should be and just said, you know what, <laughs> I'm just going to be me. And it's so much easier. There's a lot of, <laughs> so much easier. I'm so much happier, right? <laughs> I'm not stressing. I'm like, yo, you know, you think what I'm doing is, what I do is like, um, this voodoo I do is what some people call it. What's that voodoo you do? I'm just like, all right. <laughs> I, I just don't let it get to me. I don't let the comments get to me anymore. So yeah. it's once you be that authentic self. And I love to help people through the energy work because it really helps them tap into them and all those scars they have. So when a client comes to me, generally right now it's, it can be with anything. It could be, uh, I've had people drive with severe de- depression saying, listen, if I don't um, turn around within three days, they're going to admit me to the psych floor in the hospital. Aww. I've had that happen, We've, which has been phenomenal. Yeah. I've had um, people going through significant grief, people yeah. um, just feeling completely out of sorts, down, depressed, alone, happy, and just feeling like nothing's wrong. But hey, this is pretty cool. I've had all of those different areas. And yeah. the one common thing is when they lay down, on the table for the first time it's like they have this stress about them there's this heaviness um there's almost like this mask they're wearing and then when they sit back up it's like this revelation of (sighs) and they they come to it's almost like this lightness has now been inserted into them and i don't know there's a lot of releasing that happens on the table so for some people um especially when they're dealing with grief they'll come in and not really know what to do and this is kind of like their last resort so i sit with them and i can move through their body because a lot of the grief we experience now has a deeper trigger it's something that we've experienced in childhood so it's like um I like the example. I always use the example that Ray gave me um, about the ice cream cone. So our chakra system, right? Our chakra system, um, I think of them as CDs. And mm. when we're born, they're perfect CDs out of their cases. <laughs> and uh, as we move through life, they get a little scratch here and there with every traumatic experience, every heartbreak, anything that affects us. We're human. It's going to happen. Um, so I like to think of the buried trauma, the stuff that I really move out of the body during energy work as that layered effect so the multiple scratches on the cds so when we have the ice cream cone as a child we drop the ice cream cone that ice cream cone is now gone we love that ice cream cone so that's a scratch then our dog dies well there's another scratch but it's all around the same we both love these this dog and the ice cream and now we have the scratches a little bit deeper and then grandma dies well that's another scratch our bike gets run over and it just kind of compiles until we're an adult and we now think that 
we can't love anyone because everything we love leaves us, right? So mm-hmm. when I go into the energy work, I bring in the shamanic tools and um, my energy, all the other tools in, in my little toolbox. And I dig down into that lowest, that lowest trauma and I begin to pull it out and release it. And through that, sometimes comes tears. It sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, bleh, um, has different emotions come up. Sometimes it's anger. Sometimes it's just um, irritability or the inability to kind of settle. And by the end of the session, there's this release. There's this, and I find a lot of the time, the clients generally within the last 10, 15 minutes go into this almost like this trance state where they're here, but they're not here. And they're just kind of hovering on the table. And it's almost like they're having this psychedelic experience where they begin to see lights and sometimes things happen. I've had patients or patients, clients in this <laughs> when I'm wearing the, this badge, it's clients. I have clients um, who have come out of Reiki sessions and they say, you know, this is going to sound strange, but I swear I saw a serpent come up through my spine and out my arm and into you. Or I've had one lady with depression and she said, I just saw this black ball. And as you were working on me, the black ball started to have light in it. And then the light turned into a rose. Mm. And it's it's things like that. They have these experiences. They see things. And sometimes um, they don't. And it's just this deep, pure relaxation. It's whatever the body needs, whatever the soul needs seems to come through. And it's really, really beautiful. And it's just this deep healing. And I can't explain it really how or why. Or There's a, a lot of scientific reasons as to why. But... It's one of those things you got to just experience to really, really fully understand. So. You know, it's it's like so interesting listening to you talk because um, I remember. So I studied uh, Chinese medicine back in the day. I studied um, eating energy medicine and really worked learned to work with the meridians. Yes. So <laughs> like back in the day, I used to like cart my massage table. Like I'm yeah. for four hours practice <laughs> on my mom my mom because my mom is sick and uh, so I would practice on her and I remember this one time I really did some work because in the beginning I was like I don't know about this like I don't know (laughs) and um so I worked on her I worked on her meridians and I think I also held like points on her toes or something something. uh and um the next because her skin you ever seen someone who's really sick probably as a nurse and they're yeah they're it's almost like they look gray like yes it's like yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. She looked so gray. And the mm-hmm. next day, she woke up and she said, Amy, what did you do to me? I'm like, yeah. I don't do anything. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the energy around your body. Yeah, yeah. So vibrant. And her face yeah. wasn't gray anymore. And so yeah. that's when I became, like, a believer. Because yeah. I didn't know. Like, I could feel energy. But I didn't know that you could actually help people. Like, you could work with people's energy yeah. and their energy fields in order to help them. And when I saw that, Absolutely. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and it's, it's so cool. And it's really interesting when you have these clients come in and they're like, oh, my goodness, all of a sudden it's like our energy blocks removed, right? Like they're all of a sudden abundant because they put up this block that's been buried deep and you've been able to move that from their energy. And it's just you've created that low it's it's so fascinating to me and every time something happens like that I'm like oh it worked like oh my goodness really like, <laughs> it's, it's 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 exciting because it's not that you doubt it but it, it's like oh yeah like it's just it's so cool and it's so rewarding and like like you said with your mom like 
It's like I didn't do anything. You did it all. I'm just I'm just the portal. I'm I'm just here. I let it flow through me. So it's all you. It's all you. So it's it's pretty cool. It's I I love it. It's it's really it's yeah. So what inspired you to you know go on this journey, go on this path? Yeah, it was what inspired me. I feel like it was just kind of something that I always knew I was going to do but it got lost in translation it kind of it went way over into left field Um, I remember being a little girl like I in my workshops I talk about um, be the person your five-year-old self wanted Mm -hmm. you to be and I remember being a five-year-old girl sitting in my window ledge and kind of writing down what I wanted to do and just absolutely knowing knowing I could change energy and work with energy and I could hear and I at that point I was seeing spirit and all that stuff as well and it wasn't it was off the road and it wasn't until I found myself really um I found myself separated at 29 with two toddlers by myself feeling very betrayed and um abandoned and very alone and I found myself coming back onto the yoga mat I had I felt like I had no one to turn to. In hindsight, I probably did. Um, I love my family, but it was just, I wasn't able to talk about what went on, what what really happened. So um, it was through all that pain and suffering and trauma and that deep pull to just really figure out, okay, how how am I going to survive? How am I going to get through this? Um, I started to do these self-care things. I found myself on my yoga mat every day. Yeah. Um, I found myself in, at Kripalu <laughs> by a fluke. I had never seen the webpage before, and it literally popped up on my computer screen. <laughs> like, I promise, like, and I had a beautiful, beautiful friend, um, Mel. He, she's, I just had this big pull that I need to go see right two days before that we were supposed to go. And yeah. she's like, let's make it happen. If you feel that, like, let's go. So I was so grateful for her. But just going through everything I did even as a child and I always remember whenever something happened I'm like I'm not going to do this I'm not going to be like that everything was a lesson and Mm -hmm. there was a lot of perseverance there and I'm like okay just over the last year I'm like I really dove into how am I going to help others how am I I made it through this now how can I give back how can I help other people who are going through something so they don't feel alone so they don't feel um they don't feel what I felt when I felt so alone and abandoned, how am I going to enable them to bring their own power back? How am I going to enable them to um, step into their true authentic self with that support? How can I be their cheerleader? And mm. I feel like I feel like it's something we've lost this huge, we've really lost the sense of community, the sense of tribe. I think Dana spoke about it yesterday, how we don't really have that tribe, or last week, yeah. <laughs> how we don't really have that tribe. And through going through, meeting you, meeting Dana, Um, and other ladies and gentlemen along the way it's I wanted to bring in this sense of tribe for people I wanted to be their supporter that that person that cheers them on and that kind of inspired me to dig deeper into my my work my spiritual work is what was going to come out there Um, just this path I'm on I'm committed to it for me because I know it makes me healthier makes me a better mom um, makes me a better person in general and be able to support everyone else but I know it has to come back and I have to have my cup full and I have to get from the overflow, not the empty cup, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to teach people how to do that. And through my own discovery, through my own path of going to Kripalu and being asked to then start teaching yoga and 
going through the Jaguar Path training, um, I found people were then asking me, hey, then it was at work one day, um, two of the receptionists came up to me and they're like, we need you, we need you to teach. And I'm like, oh, I don't have anywhere to teach. Five minutes, Amy, they had a location for me to teach. I, I guess I'm a fully an official yoga teacher now. Um, so it's, 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 it wasn't really, it was the inspiration of what I've been through and knowing that I never want anyone else to go through stuff like that alone. I want them to have that, that home base, that cheerleader, that person, those tools in their toolbox to um, pull from and just teaching them, letting them know, because I, I really didn't have that. And I wanted that to be um, available for anyone and anyone who needed it. And then having people come up to me and ask me for things and the conversations around it. And that kind of formed what I'm doing today through the workshops, through I do the You Are Enough workshops. So I've been running that for almost a year now. So doing the workshops, doing the yoga in my classes, it's a very uh, self-empowering yoga classes. So we talk about like going into goddess and he- or coming up into like a big star saying, here I am. And it's mm. moving through, moving that energy out. And so that's what our whole my whole yoga classes are are based on so yeah. it's just the inspiration that came from within here um from i think everyone we push through and we base our journey based on our grief and our traumas and it's our healing path and i let that be my dharma is that correct is that <laughs> let my dharma be my well, i don't know I'm, like i said i'm having a really weird week <laughs> so all my trauma inspired what I'm doing today and the outreach from others and being asked you ask me to do something if it aligns with me I'll say yes um so it's it's that it's wanting to support others wanting to be there oh I love that it's just uh so I feel like what I hear when you speak well first of all you're such a sweet and and kind person and woman awesome woman um And I'm just so excited to have you here. And you're, you're such a brave person and a, and a strong woman. And I've just watched you grow, mm. uh, you know, since we met. And it's just incredible to see. Um, and it's, but what I hear when I hear you talk, what I see is that you have gone through some stuff that's really, it, it was your pain. It was the stuff that really hurt and it hurt you deep to your core, but you found a way you were able to come out of that and really transform your grief into a way where you can really inspire people and help people and support people. And that's amazing that you were able to move through that and, and, and move your own energy so that you can help other people move their energy and move through their grief. I mean, that's amazing. And the fact that you also do this in a variety of different modalities mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. cool because okay. you might do yoga with someone, but they might also benefit from a little bit of your intuitive mentoring yeah. or do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's been many times in classes um, where I'll be sitting there, I'll put, put the class into Savasana, have them go into Savasana on their own rather. And um, I'll be sitting there and I'll, they'll just be the pull. I'm like, this person needs Reiki and I'll just go over and my class knows that yeah we have that and I'll just be doing some Reiki and then or I'll be doing the yoga class and people will be like I really like it just it opens the door yeah and um I speak about it very openly to everyone and it's really cool to be able to have someone come in for yoga and be like you know what actually I don't think the yoga's for me but, <laughs> but hey <laughs> it's, it's, it's really fun to have that that large toolbox to pull from and 
have it individualized for each individual because that's what we are for individuals. So I don't fit things into a box. Oh, I love that. Kind of an, it, it really bugs type A people. But <laughs> 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 it's like I'm a go with the flow kind of person. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> so whatever works. Whatever works. Mm-hmm. But oh. so, Miss Sarah, what? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. What, what, what questions you got now? So- <laughs> My question for you is, what is your bi- biggest challenge that you feel you have faced as an entrepreneur? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think my biggest challenge in a part was myself. Um, it was tuning out the doubt of everyone else. It was... Um, who do you think you are was a big one I got. Who do you think you are to be teaching yoga? Mm. You're a nurse and you're a mom. Who do you think you are? Um, I heard that from outside and I heard that from inside. And um, that was tough. That was tough. And the doubt um, I found through going through that, for anyone who's going through that now, that doubt, that who do you think you are from outside, from inside, that it's those times that you got to step into it, right? It's scary as hell. It is. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, I was like, girl, I'm shitting myself here. Like, <laughs> I, I, told, I, was like, I texted you right before. I'm like, I don't know. I'm really scared. Um, but it's those times. Like, who do you think you are to be doing an interview with Amy? Like, come on. <laughs> But it's like you have to step into it and it was hard because a lot of a lot of the doubt a lot of see I'm fidgeting because I'm this is so awkward not awkward but this is a tough spot it's when you get that from your family and I love them dearly um my family at the time a lot of it was they would challenge me yeah. like what it's just a, like what's this piece of paper you're breaky like you can't measure it you can't like what like and they would just really kind of knit and it was that barrier where I was being challenged it's like okay you want to be your authentic self but I'm going to put all these challenges in your way to make that as difficult for you as possible and so what I've learned is you got to stick to your guns you got to stick to you when things scare you (laughs) when you're hearing that voice of who do you think you are regardless of the source that's when you step into it you go in Mm. Um, you figure out why it's triggering you yeah. and you'll see the pattern, which is kind of scary and it hurts, <laughs> it does. but yeah, just getting out of your own way. It's oh. just, that's all, that's what it's about. It's just getting out of your own way. And that's a huge, that's still a challenge for me. Yeah. <laughs> <A> huge challenge. <laughs> I don't think it ever goes away. I think part of you will always be, be in that, in that mindset. So it's just learning different mechanisms, different tools. Well, I, you know, listening to your talk, I can relate to you on on so many levels because, um, you know, I've experienced that same self-doubt and also people close to me who I really love, who I was excited to share this journey with and, you know, talk about all these like cool things like, oh, I'm starting a business. I'm going to help people. And I remember and actually to this day, members of my family still believe that I'm practicing voodoo yeah (laughs) uh, on a regular basis I'm told that I'm crazy and Mm -hmm. uh, that can harness 
the self-doubt within you mm-hmm. you start to really take in what other people are saying um and so yeah i had to learn the same thing that you did and in the beginning it was hard not to take that in do you know what i mean and yeah it's yeah. almost like, God, this is my, I'm so excited about this. Like, yeah. what? You're not excited about it too? How can you not be excited about it? But right? it, it happens. It hurts. No, it hurts. It does. It hurts. And it almost takes you back to your child self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes it you back does. to that child state. Yeah. I remember when you talk about facing your fears, it's so funny because when I did my first Facebook live like this with mm-hmm. uh, one of my mentors, she had like, 15,000 people or something on her page and I was like so scared and I did I was terrible I was absolutely terrible and um I mean everyone was nice and they're like yeah you did awesome but I was like yeah okay did you see my technology like (laughs) but I remember this one time I was so scared and I uh I was taking this class I was taking even energy medicine in New York City it was my first time taking a class in New York City and learning about energy medicine and anyways we were in the I'm really shy and uh, we were in the class and all of a sudden we were like in a circle and the teacher wanted us to go around and like get up and like stand up in front of everyone. There were like 30 of us in there. <laughs> like, I want you to just like teach about what you just learned. And I Ooh. literally, it was terrible. <laughs> oh my God, I can feel this. Like, oh, tap, start the tapping. <laughs> like I was young, younger then. It was like, I don't know four or five years ago i stood up literally froze started crying and ran out of the room as a grown woman you know what i mean but like after that and i cried and all these women were giving me hugs and so when i listened to you talk i realized like you know but then you just get up and you do it again you do you just doing it and doing it and doing and had i not done that just like you know, like if you don't face your first fear, even if yeah. you, you face your first fear, then you keep going and going and going. But I wouldn't be here today. Absolutely. It's you. <laughs> and it's beautiful. You found your tribe through that. Like you like how beautiful is it? You said the women came and hugged you. Like how beautiful is that? You found that support, even though you had that paralyzing fear, you then were able to go back with that support. So it's just standing up, taking that step, which is so important. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. I would have, oh. I would have done the same damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, you know? It's, uh, <laughs> what? You want me to do what? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, um, really quick before we yeah, go, yeah. I feel like uh, the entire time that we've been doing this interview, I just keep hearing in my head, uh, she needs to talk about the retreat. She needs to talk about Ooh. the retreat. <laughs> that really quick again just so people know about it (laughs) which is funny i was having downloads about an hour before we went live so Mm -hmm. um the retreat i found it's going to be all about tapping into our authentic selves Mm -hmm. but we're going to do that by bringing our power back so i find in the world we live in especially as women we've been taught to sacrifice ourselves to make others happy we are taught to worry about being liked not about speaking our truth we're giving love to everyone else and not ourselves. We're constantly doing that maternal role in our business, in our families, obviously, but then in our friendships. We're always doing it, even at the grocery store. Even though we were there first in line, we're, the, we're, we're more likely to be like, it's okay, go ahead. And really, you're like, oh. Like, we're always doing that. We're always giving up something. Yeah. And it really has that effect on us um, in a sense that we then tell ourselves subconsciously 
that we're not worthy of the same love, the same kindness, the same respect, the same authenticity that we're giving or we're encouraging everyone else to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if authenticity is the right word there, but we're constantly giving everyone else everything that we should be giving ourselves. And we don't do that. And a lot of it is because we've been taught that way. We've been taught, um, especially as women, uh, Oh, oh, like she's just like a pretty face, that phrase. Oh, she's just a pretty face. Yeah. Don't, don't speak your truth. Or when we do speak our truth, or we do get angry about something that is in our family. So it's okay for women to be angry from a maternal standpoint. So if we're angry at our children, that's okay. But God forbid we get angry at a coworker or our boss or speak Mm -hmm. up and say something um, that is true and that we are passionate about. And that's deemed as anger or being crazy. So it's kind of breaking down all those societal walls and coming into our truth um, coming into who we are and being okay with that. So giving all those tools out to how can we work through this? How can we forgive ourselves? Yeah. Because I feel as until we forgive ourselves, yeah. until we love ourselves, mm. we find out why we don't love and what we don't love about ourselves. We have to do that first. So we have to find out what we don't love about ourselves, why we don't love ourselves. And then we have to forgive ourselves for all those things. And then we work on the love part. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of going through that process, which we'll do on retreat in very slow do- small doses yeah. um, with lots of downtime and with yoga and meditation and one-on-one support for anyone who needs it, as well as giving back. So going in, um, there's a community that uh, lives in, um, I, I don't know, lack of better words, the dump in um, Nicaragua. And um, there's a, through um, Andy who is a police officer in Port Elgin. He arranges you to go into the dump and feed about 250 kids that live here. So it's going back and doing that and seeing how beautiful and how happy they are with nothing. And Mm. it really is a deep reflection into your life. And so I want to do things like that, give back, um, back that way. So it's kind of, it's going to be a very, it's going to be a a deep, deep transformational week with a lot of fun like we're gonna go surfing and and swimming and snorkeling and hike a volcano if you want to paddleboard on the river at sunrise and yoga like it's gonna be so much fun too but it's gonna it's gonna tap in it's it's anyone who wants to that change if you've been standing in the way of living if you're at that point where you're like oh my god how did i get here what am i doing this isn't the life i thought i would be in then that's that's the retreat for you it's um anyone who's sacrificed every part of them um the mom that's just been giving 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 for the past 20 years that's that's what the retreat's for um young girls who are going into the world and seeing the pattern before them and saying i don't want to be like that i want to make a change i want to break this break this pattern then that's the retreat for you so Mm. it's it's all about like the deep diving um the women who are ready to make a change make a change and allow the ones below them um, in a sense of generations below them to to see that change and be affected by that positive change. So finding the self-love, bringing our power back. Oh, and that's what it's all about. I love so, that. Sorry, my nose is dripping. I'm getting like... <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. So it's cool. going to be super fun. Again, working on the details there and it's going to be really, really affordable too. So cool. Um, but yeah, just... And then, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that'll be, I'm aiming for November. November. So okay. November or January. So um, we'll see. We'll see what's be... going to work out. <laughs> and you're going to post. Uh, so uh, in the future, yeah. if people want to find out about this, they can yeah. check out your Facebook page. You'll be Absolutely. Posting. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. And so if people are interested in joining your group or checking out your Facebook page, yeah. um, what is the name of your Facebook page? What is the name of your group? And can yeah. you post it in the comments below? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, my Facebook group where I post everything is uh, Sarah Irwin Healing. Okay. And then I'm in the middle of a name change with my page, but it's like Sarah Irwin um, Yoga Healing and Intuitive Mentorship, I think is what it is right now just waiting for the approval there and then a website's coming soon and so that'll be fun so you'll be able to like book into the retreat straight through there is my goal and uh, any distance energy healing um you can book through there or if anyone wants like energy healing from afar definitely can personal message me through the group as well so everything's there and i'll post it below awesome (laughs) all right Thank you so much. And again, I just want to say I'm so proud of you. Uh, Thank you so much for doing this. You're such a kind soul. You're such a sweet soul. And again, you're such a brave and strong woman. (laughs) As are you. I've watched you grow since we met each other in Puerto Rico. And my goodness. You, your yoga class you taught there it was the most safe I've ever felt. You were such, such a sweetheart and just this gentle, calming soul. So, oh, And your laugh is so contagious. I love it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Miss Sarah. You're welcome. You're welcome. You take care. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Amazing Entrepreneurs, episode number five. Woo! Uh, Today, I'm going to be interviewing the amazing Sarah Irwin. (laughs) Um, How's it going? Oh my God, I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so excited for you to sort of share with us what it is that you actually do. Uh, Because I know you're super awesome and do intuitive mentoring and you teach Mm. yoga and you're a healer. (laughs) Yes. Bag of tricks, whole bag of tricks. <laughs> it's like the question of the week. What do you do? <laughs> what is it exactly? What is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, what I do is I just guide individuals into living their most authentic and healthiest self. And I do that through my yoga meditation, which you mentioned. Um, I also do energy work from a distance and in person, which is really, really effective, especially breaking those barriers. It's fantastic. Um, I teach workshops about self care. I do self care challenges online. I just did one I was telling you about. Um, yes! Yeah, so that was pretty fantastic. We had over 60 women all committed to changing their self-care. So I find in this world, we get so caught up in how we're supposed to be. And especially come January 1st, everyone wants to lose weight. They want to eat healthier, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Well, I kind of put a spin on it and said, we're going to work on ourselves. This is our commitment this year is ourself. And uh, I thought maybe three women would join, but it ended up being over 60 women, which is super fantastic. I was like, I was like their little cheerleader. So um, I do things like that. I want to bring out the best in people. I want them to bring out the best in themselves. So I empower them to do that through the workshops, the online, and soon to be retreats, which I'm super pumped about. Oh yeah, God. I don't think I told you about that, did I? No, you didn't yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Nicaragua. I'm looking at Nicaragua, which it's safe, guys. I promise you. <laughs> It's actually safer than Mexico the last time I checked. So I have a dear, dear um, connection who's a policeman in town here. And uh, he owns a retreat center, part of a retreat center. So I've been looking at, I have like what we would do already, but it's just uh, we're in the phases of figuring the little details out before I put it live and out there for everyone. So 
It's going to be fun. It's going to be all about empowering and bringing back our own power and resting, relaxing, and as well as giving back. So I've planned some outings to give back to uh, the communities in Nicaragua. So things like that. Um, but yeah, basically what I do is just empower others to be their best and most authentic selves through different, different, um, different ways. Whatever way suits them. I can always, I always am like, what's going to be the most true to you way to bring that out in you so how can I work with you I'm never there like you need to do this I'm always okay let's see what's going to work for you so very flexible in how we do that everyone's so different right so and it's not just yeah and not just ladies men too um Mm -hmm. there's been a huge influx of men um coming in not only into my yoga classes but kind of seeking out like okay I'm 40 something and Mm -hmm. In my life, it's not the way I thought it was going to be, and I'm finding I'm just really down and uh, starting to seclude myself. How can I step in and change change my life to like who I am, like where I am, and get to where I want to be? So I work with them that way and kind of, I guess, an intuitive coaching. I guess is if you want to put a label on it. I call it just mm-hmm. coffee. <laughs> coffee, <laughs> coffee and discussion. We tend to discuss um, discuss a lot of things, so I just kind of help guide them. Okay, this is some tools you can use and it's really interesting to see the transformations um, because yeah, it's, we're all the same person. We're just on the little different path sometimes. So it's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because listening to you talk, it's so funny because I remember when I first started doing yoga um, and I was so surprised to see men uh, in the yoga class. Yeah, right. I didn't know. I, I just thought like I had never done yoga before. I didn't know men actually did yoga. And then I was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> It's funny. When I was in Hawaii, I walked, I kind of, I went into a hot yoga class not knowing it was a hot yoga class. And that's the first. And then there was, ended up being, I was sandwiched in between two men. And I'm just like, this is so, it still blows my mind that men do yoga. And I'm so excited for them. I was like, finding I was going through the flows. I'm like, yeah, you got like, like, not that you're supposed to be looking at them, but as a teacher, I'm like, fun but I was just so rooting for them (laughs) I was like like so I was so proud of them because how hard would it be I know for me to walk into a room of men and do something yeah that I'm society like society says I'm not really supposed to be doing in a sense right yeah and for the men to walk into a room of the majority's women Mm -hmm. and society says real men don't do yoga which we know isn't true Mm -hmm. um but like how brave of them and how vulnerable would they have to be to do that so I'm always yeah. like man walks through the door to do yoga I'm like yes thank you for <laughs> thank you for committing to yourself today for this hour it's, it's pretty fun yeah I think that's so cool because men need healing too like absolutely you know I mean? like- absolutely <laughs> It's, I don't know, I've had so many, um, ran into so many different men, not just, like, I'm a nurse as well, um, so in the clinic, they'll come in, and I find a lot of them are like, I'm so sorry, I know this is so weak of me to say, or um, I know this is, this makes me look, like, a certain way, but I, and they'll start saying their emotions and how they're feeling, and I'm like, that was the bravest thing you could have ever done, and so I found, like, society is so about, um, Weak, like that vulnerability is weakness which is so not true so yeah. I like I like I talk about weakness and vulnerability and all those uncomfortable topics on my uh, Facebook group too which I think I, you mentioned too so yeah we yeah. I bring up all the uncomfortable conversations and we make light of it and we work through it together as a group or individually however mm-hmm. however it flows however people want it to so 
Yeah, I checked out your group. It's it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty popular over there. <laughs> Look some stuff over there. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's fun. I'm grateful <laughs> for everyone who uh, everyone who comes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about uh, your energy healing work. Mm. Involved in that? Yeah. So energy healing, which. Um, I've been doing energy work. I've been feeling energy for quite some time. So ever since I was a kid, I could feel energy in the home, the energy of the earth, uh, animals, and most importantly, in my life, people. Um, So when it comes to doing my energy healing, I fall on many different ways of healing I've been taught to do through different energies. So as a young child, I was mentored by a gentleman named Lloyd Graham. He works in town here uh, with energy surrounding the home. And so... When I was little, we lived in a very active house, so we worked with the earth lines. So um, when people would come to me saying that they can't sleep, I would look at, I would tap into the energies of their home, and I'd be like, well, there's a line going through the head of your bed, which is causing you not to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And we work at the physical, man-made things. So I work at the energies from a home level, a man-made energy level as well on that way when I'm working with clients. So that's kind of step one, okay? Like, is this something that could be easy fix? You just need to change where the head of your bed is, Mm -hmm. and you should be able to sleep, which is the case with a lot of children. Um, And then I... As I got older, I learned that I was actually feeling the energies of people around me, uh-huh. which <laughs> shut down. I shut down. Like, I don't want to be feeling when this person's lying. I don't want to be feeling that this person's not being true sure. because that, that leaves you feeling so, so um, sad and betrayed and just alone and depressed, really. Yeah. Your friends, when you're growing up, they're saying one thing and you're like, mm, I know you're <laughs> lying, but no, that's not true. But if you say it as a teenager or a preteen or even a kid, adult even, um, mm-hmm. people don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, not. People don't like that. So it was, it was learning, learning as I got older. It wasn't really until probably 2014, 2014 probably. Mm-hmm. I say 2014 when I actually dove back into the energy work with it. So I went to Kelly Elson, who's magnificent magnificent psychic medium energy healer herself and um she taught me about reiki and i'm like oh this this has a name (laughs) i had no clue what i was doing because i felt in college there were some incidents where my friends would get really upset or something traumatic would happen and they'd be like calling me can you come here and all i would do is i would just grab their hand and i'd watch them go (sighs) and um when i got into nursing as well i noticed that certain seniors especially alzheimer's patients i could really calm them just by myself saying okay feel my calm in my head i would say feel my calm and i would like do a hands-on just hold their hand or something and i'd watch them change too and then i was as i was doing pulses i could see the difference in their pulses people would have a racing pulse and then i would just be really calm and breathe and transfer that calmness into them and then their pulse would actually It was really strange, and I would begin, sorry, I'm just shifting here. I'd begin to um, kind of play with that as a nurse. But anyways, back on track here. So I did my energy healing. So I did my Reiki's, um, did all my Reiki healing there, and began to see people in my home, see clients in my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met Ray Christ, who we both know. Yeah. Uh, Jaguar sisters, so <laughs> Jaguar Path, and uh, accidentally signed up for yoga teacher training, which I didn't realize it was. <laughs> I thought I I was there in my mind. I was there for the um, the luminous body, the shamanism, and the luminous body. I wasn't thinking. 
uh, yoga teacher training. <laughs> it wasn't until he said, hey, if you want to come to Puerto Rico to do your yoga teacher training, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it was kind of one of those things. But um, yeah. yeah, introduction to Ray, and he brought together mm -hmm. for me everything I've learned through Chinese medicine. I was very sick, so I sought out a Chinese um, medicine physician yep. who I... If you haven't checked out Chinese medicine, definitely do that. So he brought together Chinese medicine, energy work, yoga, everything that was very much me yeah. together into one one course. And everything just kind of exploded. My clients were having um, these significant changes with energy work, the Reiki. So I use Reiki as an umbrella term, just to clarify. Um, but I bring the, shaman the shamanism, I bring everything I've learned into it. Um, so yeah, Ray was kind of... Um, planted that seed like hey you can do much more here mm -hmm. and every week every month we went back I learned more and more and more and it really mm -hmm. expanded and eventually led to me fully surrendering into who I am mm -hmm. that that authentic self that I stopped fighting me and oh. stopped fighting everyone everything that everyone thought I should be and just said you know what <laughs> I'm just gonna be me and it's so much easier there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> so much easier. I'm so much happier, right? <laughs> I'm not stressing. I'm like, yo, you know, you think what I'm doing is what I do is like um, this voodoo I do is what some people call it. What's that voodoo you do? I'm just like, all right. <laughs> I, I, I just don't let it get to me. I don't let the comments get to me anymore. So yeah. it's once you be that authentic self, and I love to help people through the energy work because it really helps them tap into them and all those scars they have. So when a client comes to me, generally, right now, it's it can be with anything. It could be uh, I've had people drive with severe de depression saying, listen, if I don't um, turn around within three days, they're going to admit me to the psych floor in the hospital. Mm. I've had that happen, We've, which has been phenomenal. Yeah. I've had um, people going through significant grief, people yeah. um, just feeling completely out of sorts, down, depressed, alone, happy, and just feeling like nothing's wrong, but hey, this is pretty cool. I've had all of those different areas. And the yeah. one common thing is when they lay down on the table for the first time, it's like they have this stress about them. There's this heaviness. Um, there's almost like this mask they're wearing. And then when they sit back up, it's like this revelation of... <sighs> and they, they come to... It's almost like this lightness has now been mm -hmm. inserted into them and... I don't know, there's a lot of releasing that happens on the table. So for some people, um, especially when they're dealing with grief, they'll come in and not really know what to do. And this is kind of like their last resort. So I sit with them and I can move through their body because a lot of the grief we experience now has a deeper trigger. It's something that we've experienced in childhood. Yeah. So it's like, um, I like the example, I always use the example that Ray gave me um, about the ice cream cones. So our chakra system, right? Our chakra system, um, I think of them as CDs. And mm. when we're born, they're perfect CDs out of their cases. <laughs> and uh, as we move through life, they get a little scratch here and there with every traumatic experience, every heartbreak, anything that affects us. We're human, it's going to happen. Um, so I like to think of the buried trauma, the stuff that I really move out of the body during energy work as that layered effect so the multiple scratches on the cds so when we have the ice cream cone as a child we drop the ice cream cone that ice cream cone is now gone we love that ice cream cone so that's a scratch oh. then our dog dies well there's another scratch but it's all around the same we both love these this dog and the ice cream and now we have the scratches a little bit deeper 
And then grandma dies. Well, that's another scratch. Our bike gets run over. And it just kind of compiles until we're an adult. And we now think that we can't love anyone because everything we love leaves us, right? So mm-hmm. when I go into the energy work, I bring in the shamanic tools and um, my energy, all the other tools in, in my little toolbox. And I dig down into that lowest, that lowest trauma and I begin to pull it out and release it. And through that, sometimes comes tears. It sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, bleh, um, has different emotions come up. Sometimes it's anger. Sometimes it's just um, irritability or the inability to kind of settle. And by the end of the session, there's this release. There's this, and I find a lot of the time, the clients generally within the last 10, 15 minutes go into this almost like this trance state where they're here, but they're not here. And they're just kind of hovering on the table. And it's almost like they're having this psychedelic experience where, they begin to see lights and sometimes yeah. things happen. I've had patients mm-hmm. or patients, clients in this, <laughs> when I'm wearing <laughs> this badge, it's clients. I have clients um, who have come out of Reiki sessions and they say, you know, this is going to sound strange, but I swear I saw a serpent come up through my spine and out my arm and into you. Or I've had one lady with depression and she said, I just saw this black ball. And as you were working on me, the black ball started to have light in it. And then the light turned into a rose. Mm. And it's it's things like that. They have these experiences. They see things. And sometimes um, they don't. And it's just this deep, pure relaxation. It's whatever the body needs, whatever the soul needs seems to come through. And it's really, really beautiful. And it's just this deep healing. And I can't explain it really how or why. Or There's a, a lot of scientific reasons as to why. But... It's one of those things you got to just experience to really, really fully understand. So. You know, it's it's like so interesting listening to you talk because um, I remember. So I studied uh, Chinese medicine back mm. in the day. I studied um, eating energy medicine and really worked learned to work with the meridians. Yes. So <laughs> like back in the day, I used to like cart my massage table. Like I'm yeah. driving four hours to practice <laughs> on my mom. My mom, because my mom is sick, and uh, so I would practice on her. And I remember this one time, I really did some work up. Because in the beginning, I was like, I don't know about yeah. this. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and um, so I worked on her. I worked on her meridians, and I think I also held like points on her toes or something. Yeah, I did something. Uh, and um, the next, because her skin. You ever seen someone who's really sick, probably as a nurse, and they're yeah, they're it's almost like they look gray. Like yes, so it's sick. like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. She looks so gray. And the mm-hmm. next day, she woke up and she said, Amy, what did you do to me? I'm like, yeah. I don't do anything. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the energy around your body. Yeah, yeah. So vibrant. And her face yeah. wasn't gray anymore. And so yeah. that's when I became, like, a believer. Because yeah. I didn't know. Like, I could feel energy. But I didn't know that you could actually help people. Like, you could work with people's energy yeah. and their energy fields in order to help them. And when I saw that, Absolutely. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and it's, it's so cool. And it's really interesting when you have these clients come in and they're like, oh, my goodness. All of a sudden, it's like our energy blocks removed, right? Like, they're all of a sudden abundant because they put up this block that's been buried deep. And you've been able to move that from their energy. And it's just you've created that flow it's, it's so fascinating to me and every time something happens like that I'm like oh it worked like oh my goodness really like, <laughs> it's, it's 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 exciting because it's not that you doubt it but it's, it's like oh yeah like it's just it's so cool and it's so rewarding and like like you said with your mom like 
It's like, I didn't do anything. You did it all. I'm just, I'm just the portal. I'm, I'm just here. I let it flow through me. So it's all you. It's all you. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's, I, I love it. It's, it's really, it's, yeah. So what inspired you to, you know, go on this journey, go on this path? It was what inspired me. I feel like it was just kind of something that I always knew I was going to do, but it got lost in translation. It kind of, it went way over into left field. Um, I remember being a little girl, like I, in my workshops, I talk about um, be the person your five-year-old self wanted Mm -hmm. you to be. And I remember being a five-year-old girl sitting in my window ledge and kind of writing down what I wanted to do and just absolutely knowing, knowing I could change energy and work with energy and I could hear. And I, at that point I was seeing spirit and all that stuff as well. And it wasn't, it was off the road and it wasn't until I found myself really, um, I found myself separated at 29 with two toddlers by myself feeling very betrayed and, um, abandoned and very alone. And I found myself coming back onto the yoga mat. I had, I felt like I had no one to turn to. In hindsight, I probably did. Um, I love my family, but it was just, I wasn't able to talk about what went on, what, what really happened. So, um, it was through all that pain and suffering and trauma and that deep pull to just really figure out, okay, how, how am I going to survive? How am I going to get through this? Yeah. Um, I started to do these self-care things. I found myself on my yoga mat every day. Yeah. Um, I found myself in, at Kripalu <laughs> <laughs> by a fluke. I had never seen the webpage before, and it literally popped up on my computer screen. <laughs> like, I promise, like, and I had a beautiful, beautiful friend, um, Mel. She's, I just had this big pull that I needed to go see Ray two days before that we were supposed to go, and yeah. She's like, let's make it happen. If you feel that, like, let's go. So I was so grateful for her. But just going through everything I did, even as a child, and I always remember whenever something happened, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be like that. Everything was a lesson. And there was a lot of perseverance there. And I'm like, okay, just over the last year, I'm like, I really dove into how am I going to help others? How am I, I made it through this. Now, how can I give back? How can I help other people who are going through something so they don't feel alone, so they don't feel um, they don't feel what I felt when I felt so alone and abandoned? How am I going to enable them to bring their own power back? How am I going to enable them to um, step into their true authentic self with that support? How can I be their cheerleader? And mm. I feel like I feel like it's something we've lost this huge we've really lost the sense of community, the sense of tribe. I think Dana spoke about it yesterday, how we don't really have that tribe, or last week. (laughs) How we don't really have that tribe. And through going through, meeting you, meeting Dana, um, and other ladies and gentlemen along the way, it's, I wanted to bring in this sense of tribe for people. I wanted to be their supporter, that that person that cheers them on. And that kind of inspired me to dig deeper into my my work, my spiritual work is what was going to come out there. Um, Just this path I'm on, I've, I'm committed to it for me because I know it makes me healthier, makes me a better mom, um, makes me a better person in general and be able to support everyone else. But I know it has to come back and I have to have my cup full and I have to get from the overflow, not the empty cup. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to teach people how to do that. And through my own discovery, through my own path of going to Kripalu and being asked to then start teaching yoga and 
going through the Jaguar Path training, um, I found people were then asking me, hey, then it was at work one day, um, two of the receptionists came up to me and they're like, we need you, we need you to teach. And I'm like, oh, I don't have anywhere to teach. Five minutes, Amy, they had a location for me to teach. And I'm like, I, I guess I'm a fully an official yoga teacher now. Um, so it's, 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 it wasn't really... It was the inspiration of what I've been through and knowing that I never want anyone else to go through stuff like that alone. I want them to have that that home base, that cheerleader, that person, those tools in their toolbox to um, pull from and just teaching them, letting them know. Because I, I really didn't have that. And I wanted that to be um, available for anyone and anyone who needed it. And then having people come up to me and ask me for things and the conversations around it and that kind of formed what I'm doing today through the workshops, through I do the You Are Enough workshop. So I've been running that for almost a year now. So doing the workshops, doing the yoga in my classes, it's a very uh, self-empowering yoga classes. So we talk about like going into goddess and he- or coming up into like a big star saying, here I am. And it's mm. moving through, moving that energy out. And so that's what our whole my whole yoga classes are are based on. So yeah. it's just the inspiration that came from within here. Um, from I think everyone we push through and we base our journey based on our grief and our traumas and it's our healing path and I let that be my dharma is that correct is that <laughs> let my dharma be my well, I don't know <laughs> like I said I'm having a really weird week where you're <laughs> so yeah so simplistically all my trauma inspired what I'm doing today and the outreach from others and being asked you ask me to do something if it aligns with me i'll say yes um so it's it's that it's wanting to support others wanting to be there oh i love that oh, it's God. just uh so i feel like what i hear when you speak well first of all you're such a sweet and and kind person and woman awesome woman um <laughs> and i'm just so excited to have you here and you're you're such a brave person and a, and a strong woman. And I've just watched you grow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, since we met. And it's just incredible to see. Um, and it's, but what I hear when I hear you talk, what I see is that you have gone through some stuff that's really, it, it was your pain. It was the stuff that really hurt and it hurt you deep to your core. But you found a way, you were able to come out of that and really transform your grief into a way where you can really inspire people and help people and support people and that's amazing that you were able to move through that and 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 move your own energy so that you can help other people move their energy and move through their grief i mean that's amazing and the fact that you also do this in a variety of different modalities is really cool because you might do yoga with someone but they might also benefit from a little bit of your intuitive mentoring yeah. or do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's been many times in classes um, where I'll be sitting there, I'll put, put the class into Savasana, have them go into Savasana on their own rather. And um, I'll be sitting there and I'll, they'll just be the pull. I'm like, this person needs Reiki and I'll just go over and my class knows that we, yeah. we have that. <laughs> and I'll just be doing some Reiki and then, or I'll be doing the yoga class and people will be like, I really like, it just it opens the door. Yeah. And um, I speak about it very openly to everyone. And it's really cool to be able to have someone come in for yoga and be like, you know what, actually, I don't think the yoga is for me, but, <laughs> but hey, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really fun to have that, that large toolbox to pull from and 
have it individualized for each individual because that's what we are for individuals. So I don't fit things into a box. Oh, kind of an it, it really bugs type A people. But <laughs> 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 it's like I'm a go with the flow kind of person. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> it's whatever works. Whatever works. Mm-hmm. But um, so, Miss Sarah, what? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. What, 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 what questions you got now? <laughs> My question for you is, what is your bi- biggest challenge that you feel you have mm. faced as an entrepreneur? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think my biggest challenge in a part was myself. Um, it was tuning out the doubt of everyone else. It mm. was... Um, who do you think you are was a big one I got. Who do you think you are to be teaching yoga? Mm. You're a nurse and you're a mom. Who do you think you are? Um, mm. I heard that from outside and I heard that from inside. And um, that was tough. That was tough. And the doubt um, I found through going through that, for anyone who's going through that now, that doubt, that who do you think you are from outside, from inside, that it's those times that you got to step into it, right? It's scary as hell. It is. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, I was like, girl, I'm shitting myself here. Like, <laughs> I, I, told, I, was like, I texted you right before. I'm like, I don't know. I'm really scared. Um, but it's those times. Like, who do you think you are to be doing an interview with Amy? Like, come on. <laughs> But it's like you have to step into it and it was hard because a lot of a lot of the doubt a lot of see I'm fidgeting because I this is so awkward not awkward but this is a tough spot it's when you get that from your family and I love them dearly um my family at the time a lot of it was they would challenge me yeah. like what it's just a, like what's this piece of paper your reiki like you can't measure it you can't like what like and they would just really kind of knit and it was that barrier where I was being challenged it's like okay you want to be your authentic self but I'm going to put all these challenges in your way to make that as difficult for you as possible and so what I've learned is you got to stick to your guns you got to stick to you when things scare you (laughs) when you're hearing that voice of who do you think you are regardless of the source that's when you step into it you go in Mm. Um, you figure out why it's triggering you yeah. and you'll see the pattern, which is kind of scary. And it hurts. <laughs> it does. But yeah, just getting out of your own way. It's oh. just, that's all, that's what it's about. It's just getting out of your own way. And that's a huge, that's still a challenge for me. Yeah. <laughs> huge challenge. <laughs> I don't think it ever goes away. I think part of you will always be, be in that, in that mindset. So it's just learning different mechanisms, different tools. Well, I, you know, listening to your talk, I can relate to you on on so many levels because, um, you know, I've experienced that same self-doubt and also people close to me who I really love, who I was excited to share this journey with and, you know, talk about all these like cool things like, oh, I'm starting a business, I'm going to help people. And I remember, and actually to this day, members of my family still believe that I'm practicing voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, on a regular <laughs> basis, I'm told that I'm crazy. And mm-hmm. uh, that can harness 
the self-doubt within you mm -hmm. you start to really take in what other people are saying um and so yeah i had to learn the same thing that you did and in the beginning it was hard not to take that in hard. do you know what i mean and yeah it's yeah. almost like, God, this is my, I'm so excited about this. Like, yeah. what? You're not excited about it too? How can you not be excited about it? But right. it, it happens. It hurts. No, it hurts. It does. It hurts. And it almost takes you back to your child self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes it you back does. to that child state. Yeah. I remember when you talk about facing your fears, it's so funny because when I did my first Facebook live like this with mm -hmm. uh, one of my mentors, she had like, 15,000 people or something on her page and I was like so scared and I did I was terrible I was absolutely terrible yeah. and um I mean everyone was nice and they're like yeah you did awesome but I was like yeah okay did you see my technology like <laughs> but I remember this one time I was so scared and I uh I was taking this class I was taking even energy medicine in New York City it was my first time taking a class in New York City and learning about energy medicine and anyways we were in the I'm really shy and uh we were in the class and all of a sudden we were like in a circle and the teacher wanted us to go around and like get up and like stand up in front of everyone there were like 30 of us in there <laughs> Like, I want you to just like teach about what you just learned, and I Ooh. literally it was terrible. <laughs> oh my god, I can feel this. Like, oh, tap, start the tapping. <laughs> like, I was young, younger then, it was like I don't know, four or five years ago. I stood up, literally froze, started crying, and ran out of the room as a grown woman. You know what I mean? But like, after that, oh and I cried and all these women were giving me hugs. And so when I listened to you talk, I realized like, you know, but then you just get up and you do it again. You do, yeah. you just yeah. doing it and doing it and doing it. And had I not done that, just like, you know, like if you don't face your first fear, even if yeah. you, you face your first fear, then you keep going and going and going. going. And I wouldn't be here today. Absolutely. And it's beautiful. You found your tribe through that. Like you like how beautiful is it? You said the women, came and hugged you like how beautiful is that you found that support even though you had that paralyzing fear you then were able to go back with that support so it's just standing up taking that step which is so important mm -hmm. i'm proud of you i would have oh. i would have done the same damn thing you want me to do what oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> The entire time that we've been doing this interview, I just keep hearing in my head, uh, she needs to talk about the retreat. She needs to talk about the Ooh, retreat. So I'm wondering yeah. if you could talk about that really quick again, just so people know about it. <laughs> Which is funny. I was having downloads about an hour before we went live. So mm -hmm. um, the retreat, I found it's going to be all about tapping into our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. But we're going to do that by bringing our power back. So I find in the world we live in, especially as women, we've been taught to sacrifice ourselves to make others happy. We are taught to worry about being liked, not about speaking our truth. Mm. We're giving love to everyone else and not ourselves. We're constantly doing that maternal role in our business, mm. in our families, obviously, but then in our friendships, we're always doing it, even at the grocery store. Even though we were there first in line, we're, the, we're, we're more likely to be like, it's okay, go ahead. And really, you're like, oh, like, we're always doing that. We're always giving up something. Yeah. And it really has that effect on us um, in a sense that we then tell ourselves subconsciously, 
that we're not worthy of the same love, the same kindness, the same respect, the same authenticity that we're giving or we're encouraging everyone else to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if authenticity is the right word there, but we're constantly giving everyone else everything that we should be giving ourselves. And we don't do that. And a lot of it is because we've been taught that way. We've been taught, um, especially as women, uh, oh, oh, like she's just a pr- like a pretty yeah. face that phrase oh she's just a pretty yeah. face yeah don't don't speak your truth or when we do speak our truth yeah. or we do get angry about something that is in our family so it's okay for women to be angry from a maternal standpoint so if we're angry at our children that's okay but god forbid we get angry at a co-worker or yeah. our boss or speak mm-hmm. up and say something um that is true and that we are passionate about and that's deemed as anger or being crazy so it's kind of breaking down all those societal walls and coming into our truth um coming into who we are and being okay with that so giving all those tools out to how can we work through this how can we forgive ourselves? yeah because i feel as until we forgive ourselves, yeah. until we love ourselves. Mm. we find out why we don't love and what we don't love about ourselves we have to do that first so we have to find out what we don't love about ourselves why we don't love ourselves and then we have to forgive ourselves for all those things and then we work on the love part yeah. and it's, it's kind of going through that process which we'll do on retreat in very small do- small doses yeah. um with lots of downtime and with yoga and meditation and one-on-one support for anyone who needs it as well as giving back so going in um there's a community that uh, lives in um I, I don't know, lack of better words, the dump in um, Nicaragua. And um, there's a, through um, Andy, who is a police officer in Port Elgin, he arranges you to go into the dump and feed about 250 kids that live here. Wow. So it's going back and doing that and seeing how beautiful and how happy they are with yeah. nothing. And mm. it really is a deep reflection into your life. And so I want to do things like that, give back. Um, back that way so it's kind of it's going to be a very it's going to be a a deep deep transformational week with a lot of fun like we're going to go surfing and and swimming and snorkeling and hike a volcano if you want to paddleboard on the river at sunrise and yoga like it's going to be so much fun too but it's going to it's going to tap in it's it's anyone who wants to that change if you've been stanchant in the way of living if you're at that point where you're like oh my god how did i get here yeah what am i doing this isn't the life i thought i would be in then that's that's the retreat for you. It's um, anyone who's sacrificed every part of them. Um, the mm. mom that's just been giving, 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 giving for the past twenty years. That's that's what the retreat's for. Um, young girls who are going into the world and seeing the pattern before them and saying, "I don't want to be like that. Mm. I want to make a change. I want to break this break this pattern." Then that's the retreat for you. So mm. it's it's all about like the deep diving. Um, yeah. The women who are ready to make a change make a change and allow the ones below them um, in a sense of generations below them to to see that change and be affected by that positive change. So finding the self-love, bringing our power back. Oh, and that's what it's all about. I love so, that. Sorry, my nose is dripping. I'm getting like... <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. So it's going to cool. be super fun. Again, working on the details there and it's going to be really, really affordable too. So cool. Um, but yeah, just... And then, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that'll be, I'm aiming for November. November, so okay. November or January. So um, we'll see. We'll see what's be... going to work out. <laughs> and you're going to post. Uh, so uh, in the future, yeah. if people want to find out about this, they can yeah. check out your Facebook page. You'll be Absolutely. Posting. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. And so if people are interested in joining your group or checking out your Facebook page, yeah. um, what is the name of your Facebook page? What is the name of your group? And can yeah. you post it in the comments below? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my Facebook group where I post everything is uh, Sarah Irwin Healing. Okay. And then I'm in the middle of a name change with my page, but it's like Sarah Irwin um, Yoga Healing and Intuitive Mentorship, I think is what it is right now just waiting for the approval there and then a website's coming soon and so that'll be fun so you'll be able to like book into the retreat straight through there is my goal and uh, any distance energy healing um you can book through there or if anyone wants like energy healing from afar definitely can personal message me through the group as well so everything's there and i'll post it below awesome (laughs) all right Thank you so much. And again, I just You're want to welcome. say I'm so proud of you. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. You're such a kind soul. You're such a sweet soul. And again, you're such a brave and strong woman. Oh, and as are you. I've watched you grow for since we met each other in Puerto Rico. And my goodness, you, your yoga class you taught there was the most safe I've ever felt. You were such, such a sweetheart and just this gentle, calming soul. So, oh, And your laugh is so contagious. I love it. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, Miss Sarah. You're welcome. You're welcome. You take care. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.